I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Was that the last Christmas we had on him? Nature's deadliest organisms. He felt like aliens were invading his torso. They hijack our bodies. No one wants to be this kind of holiday host. Disable our immune systems. Get this son of the bitch out. And eat us from within. It scared the living heck out of me. For those infected this holiday season. Carmen's worm ruined the Christmas party. They are the monsters inside me. Carmen and Alan live in sunny West Palm Beach, Florida. Alan is a contractor, and Carmen works in sales. In their free time, they like to travel. And when they do, it's off the beaten path. Carmen and I go at least once a year on some sort of adventure vacation. We've been cave diving in Mexico, zip lining in the jungle. We like the adrenaline part of the trips. Sometimes you take some risk, but that's all part of living. It's December, and Carmen and Alan are back at home preparing for their annual over-the-top Christmas party. We start with uh, thousands of lights. Planning the food and everything else. It's become a tradition. Our family and our friends attend every year, and everybody looks forward to it. With the party all set, the couple gets ready for bed. And I went in the bathroom, and I noticed I had a lot of pain in my forehead. I figured it was one of those migraines, but it was different. I felt like somebody just banged me right in my forehead. I really didn't think that it was something serious. I took a couple of ibuprofen. Maybe if I sleep it off, <laughs> it will go away. Carmen turns in for the night, and her headache subsides. Two days later, the pair is out shopping for the holidays. In addition to having the party every year, we have all the regular holiday things that everybody else does. 
Carmen and I have six children and six grandkids. So it is a lot of shopping for the holidays. I start feeling a type of burning in my right eye. It was annoying to have that pain. It was getting noticeably red. So she put some eye drops in her eye. I figured with time it will go away. With the Christmas shopping done, Carmen and Alan start the drive home. While I was driving, I felt a stabbing in my right eye. I never had that feeling before in my life. I scream and I grab my eye. That's what I let the steering wheel go. It was very terrifying. We almost crash. Alan takes the wheel and drives them home. That night, Carmen examines her eye once again. I look in the mirror, my eye look worse. And you see like a shadow. I can feel it moving now. I really thought I had a worm walking all over my eye. So I really believe he was eating me alive. The whole thought of having something eating away at your eye, it makes you very squeamish. The pain was so bad that I was crying. It was a bad night. Yeah, I didn't sleep most of the night. I didn't sleep. The next morning, Alan takes Carmen to ophthalmologist Dr. Barry Schechter. It was just a few days before Christmas when I first saw Carmen. The main thing she kept repeating again and again is something is eating my eye. So he starts looking around, looking, looking. The worm keeps going around in different parts of my eyeball. She was pointing right to her lower lid. It's right there, it's right there. And I kind of got in really close and I looked very carefully and I saw nothing. And of course he thinks I'm crazy because he can't see it. The thought did cross my mind that she may have a delusional parasitosis. Delusional parasitosis is a psychiatric condition where an otherwise healthy person becomes convinced that they have a parasitic infection. Without any definitive evidence that Carmen actually has a parasite, Dr. Schechter tells her to return the following day in hopes that he might see something at the follow-up appointment. She seemed like a believable person, so I said, let's just have you come back tomorrow. Perhaps it's in an inaccessible place where we can't find it. But I don't want to go back home and have that thing keep eating me alive. I did feel a little bit badly about sending her home, but I told her I really don't see anything and I, I wouldn't exactly know what to treat her with. So Alan takes Carmen home. That one night might as well have been one year. It just went by so slow. In the middle of the night, something wakes Alan from his sleep. She was in the bathroom with tweezers, and she was picking at her eye. She was trying to pull the worm herself. She kept asking me, do you see it? Do you see it? My thought is just to take him out of my eyeball. It was going out of my mind. I was screaming and yelling. I, I want him to help me out to get this thing out. 
I was really a complete mess myself at that point because someone that's willing to go to such extremes is very disturbed and there was absolutely nothing I could do for her. The next morning, Alan rushes Carmen back to Dr. Schechter's office. She pointed and she goes, see, doctor, it's right there. So I looked at the outer corner of her eye and there was a white bulge that shouldn't be there. And, and sure enough, there was a worm between her eyelids. And I knew then she was definitely telling the truth. I said to him, get this son of a bitch out. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Dr. Barry Schechter has found a parasitic worm in Carmen's eye. The next step is to get the worm out as soon as possible. The chance could be that the worm would go beneath her eyelids and into an area where we couldn't find it. So we needed to move quickly to really get her into the operating room as fast as possible so that the worm wouldn't disappear. We wouldn't lose our prey. Dr. Schechter has the procedure recorded and begins by administering a local anesthetic. I was awake during the surgery. And I got really scary. There could have been some damage to her optic nerve or perhaps a rupture of a, of a delicate blood vessel that could have led to some bleeding behind her eye. So we needed to get it out as quickly as possible. Dr. Schechter cuts into her eyeball and manages to get a hold of the worm. But getting it out intact won't be easy. 
Sometimes when you cut a worm in half, it continues to live and squirms away. It was very difficult for me to watch that surgery. It's disgusting. You were able to pull it out little by little, but it, it seemed to go on forever. This thing is actually coming out of an eye. When we finally got it out, it was about uh, seven or eight inches long. I was grossed out. I just hated that thing. <laughs> Dr. Schechter stitches her eye and sends the worm to the Centers for Disease Control. When the results come back, they astound everyone. When we got the information back uh, from the CDC, we had uh, found out that it was a Dirofilaria worm. Dirofilaria is a parasitic roundworm, and Carmen has been the unwitting holiday host. I was in shock. Um, I, I could not believe what he was telling me at that time. The Dirofilaria parasite was living just beneath the surface of her eye and feeding on nutrients in the bloodstream. There, the parasite grew, leading to inflammation, headaches, and eye pain. Dirofilaria worms can live for up to 10 years inside a human host. In that time, they can grow to more than a foot long. Because the larvae use the bloodstream to move about, they can infect a wide array of organs, including the eyes, the heart, and even the testicles. To kill any lingering worms in her system, doctors put her on a powerful antiparasitic drug called ivermectin. He explained to us that this drug is going to wipe out any other worms that Carmen might have had. The dirofilaria parasite most commonly affects canines and is also known as dog heartworm. Inside the dog, the parasites grow into adults and produce countless offspring. When an uninfected mosquito takes a blood meal from an infected dog, the life cycle continues. If an infected mosquito bites a human, then that person can also become infected. All this time, we had been under the assumption that Carmen had contracted this uh, parasitic infection while she had been traveling in Mexico. While in reality, it's probably something that she had contracted right in her own backyard. We always get bitten by mosquitoes in Florida especially during the summer months. They're all over. Uh, mosquitoes can infect you anywhere. But the parasite has made its mark. Now I'm wearing glasses. It affected my vision. The activities that I do now, it requires more of an effort. When Christmas Day rolls around, Carmen is still on the medication. We decided that it would be best to cancel the Christmas party. Carmen's worm ruined the Christmas party. But we had that Christmas with our oldest daughter. We exchanged gifts with the kids. All in all, it turned out to be a very nice Christmas. Dog heartworm can be found across the U.S., but it's most common in the Atlantic and Gulf Coast states. However, cases of human infection are very rare. Only about 80 cases have ever been reported, and there are no known fatalities. The best way to avoid becoming infected with the dog heartworm parasite is to avoid being bitten by mosquitoes that could potentially be infected. The CDC recommends using deep-based mosquito repellents in endemic regions. 
And dog owners can reduce the spread of the parasite by giving their pets medicine that protects them against dog heartworm. Lenny LeClaire and Tim White are a couple living in the quaint town of Claremont, New Hampshire. Tim is a nursing assistant, and Lenny works as a store manager. We were constantly on the go in a great way. I mean, we would head off to the beach at 11 o'clock at night. We're both very energetic people that like to have fun, and I felt this was somebody I could spend the rest of my life with. The couple is close with Lenny's sister, Lynn Youngferman. My hopes and dreams for Lenny were to see him happy, to see him get out there and enjoy life and, and find that right person, and he found that with Tim. It's the weekend after Thanksgiving, the most hectic shopping weekend of the year, and Lenny is hard at work. I managed a cruise of 50-plus underneath me and ran the stores. As I stood up from doing paperwork, I felt this sharp pain in my lower abdomen. It felt like a giant bowling ball being pushed out of me. It hurt like hell. <laughs> I was totally freaked out. I had no idea what this was, but I definitely knew it was not a normal stomach ache. With the holiday season in full swing, it's the worst possible time to go home early. Lenny came home from work saying that he had sharp pains in his abdomen. Ooh. I'm like, let's go to the emergency room. But I totally have a fear of doctors, and I will do everything I can not to go. As a medical professional, Tim pleads his case. I said, you need to seek medical assistance, and it took a lot of convincing. At the ER, doctors run a CT scan and discover something troubling. The CT scan showed that Lenny had a large abscess that needed intervention. An abscess is an inflamed area of infected tissue. These pus-filled growths can form anywhere in the body, including the intestines. I was scared to death. In the OR, doctors cut into his abdomen. There, they identify the cause of the abscess. Lenny had abscess diverticulitis. Diverticulitis occurs when pockets in the digestive tract trap fecal matter, leading to infection, inflammation, and in severe cases, an abscess. The doctors remove the abscess and complete the procedure. After the surgery, the surgeon came out to the waiting room and said the surgery was a success and that he should have a full recovery. And as Christmas Day rolls around, the family congregates at home. Christmas with his family was always a very big deal. Just the time together, just the family time, that's, makes me happy. But for Lenny, the holiday spirit is not in the air. Mom and Dad and I were cooking Christmas dinner, and this year was different. I went and, and looked, and he was sitting around by himself in the recliner, and that's just not Lenny. I was just too drained. So I just wanted to 
make an appearance and get home. And that's not like me at Christmas. Lenny tries to tough it out, but when dinner is served, he experiences something odd. I was eating and it just wasn't tasting right, wasn't looking right or smelling right. Nothing was. He said, I, I can't take the smells. And he's like, the smells are making me nauseous. Christmas dinner has always been my favorite meal of the year, but Christmas really sucked that year. <laughs> Tim and Lenny leave the party early and head home. For the next week, Lenny's fatigue and nausea linger. Then on New Year's Day, something new hits him. We were just relaxing in the living room, watching TV, kind of lounging a little bit. Then he had to go throw up. Lenny rushes to the restroom. He's leaning into the toilet, throwing up. And then the throw up started getting worse and worse. I asked him maybe, was it something he ate? And he said, no, he hadn't eaten anything that would cause him to do that. Tim and Lenny call their surgeon for advice. The doctor suggested an acid. And Lenny took them, but it was not effective. It wasn't doing anything. For a few weeks, Lenny takes the antacids and carries on with work. But he doesn't find it easy. I was still manager of the store, but I couldn't physically perform the management duties because my body was so weak. I was giving it everything I had, and I couldn't do it. I was not happy. Unable to cope, Lenny takes a leave of absence. Lenny and I were laying in bed, and he said, look at my stomach. His stomach was physically moving. It looked like a wave going through. I had never seen anything like Lenny's stomach in my life. He felt like aliens were invading his torso. I pleaded with him to go to the doctors. I very much knew he needed help. I think he was in denial. When someone you love is in that much pain, you feel pretty helpless. Tim alerts Lynn, and she rushes to her brother's bedside. We needed to get him some help, even if he didn't want to help himself. I was hoping that Tim and I could talk him into going to the doctor. I was afraid I'd wake up, turn over, and he would be dead. I told Lenny how devastating it was for me. They finally persuaded me to go. Lynn takes Lenny to her personal physician. The doctor told us that we needed to get a special x-ray for Lenny so she could see what was going on inside. I felt that we were finally going to get some answers. The doctor sends Lenny to have a scan. Back at home, the family receives a call from the hospital. The scan showed something. She didn't know what it was, but it was very concerning to her. But you don't know how to react. I was dumbfounded. When Lenny and Tim arrive at the hospital, the doctors jump into action. They told me Lenny was going to have to have emergency surgery. It, it scared us both. He was as close to death as you could get. I didn't say goodbye. I said, I'll see you later. Doctors wheel Lenny into the OR, 
When they open him up, they are shocked. When they opened him up, he said he could not distinguish any organs. He said he was an internal sewer. That he was full of liquid feces. It took them two and a half hours of flushing and suctioning to be able to distinguish one organ from another. When they found Lenny's colon, the surgeon said that it was really inflamed and had a hole in it. There, they discover the source of Lenny's problems. They um, cut open the colon, and that's where they found the surgical sponge. Surgical sponges are specialized pads used to absorb blood during operations. It's clear that one of these sponges was left behind during the surgery for Lenny's diverticulitis. After the surgery, the pad became stuck to the side of Lenny's colon. Its presence there eventually caused a hole to form in Lenny's intestines, leading to his abdominal pain, nausea, and toxic intestinal leakage. I wanted to get a hold of the surgeon that messed him up. If he had walked in the door, I would have torn him limb from limb. I was extremely pissed off. Everything in surgery is counted three times. That should not have ever happen. Each year, as many as 6,000 patients have medical equipment left inside them after surgery. The most common items that are left behind are surgical sponges. They can be easily overlooked when they're soaked with blood. And up to 35% of those who have surgical sponges left inside them after surgery will die as a result. Surgeons remove the sponge. But Lenny's intestinal leakage has poisoned his body. Despite the surgeon's efforts to clean his body and repair the damage, Lenny is barely clinging to life. The surgeon came out and he said, it's not day to day, it's not hour to hour, it's minute to minute. In fact, he made it through the night. It was a victory. <laughs> for two weeks, Lenny remains in a coma on numerous medications fighting for his life. I was very scared he, I would lose him. I had no guarantee that it, he would still make it. I was thinking, was that the last Christmas we had on him? Then one morning, Lynn notices something encouraging. Lenny woke up. It was instead of tears of fear, it was tears of joy that just maybe he's going to be normal again. It was like having amnesia, except I knew my family. My sister has been my rock. And my partner, Tim, ah, oh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Today, Lenny is a lucky survivor. The surgeons left me with an ileostomy bag, which it collects fecal matter outside of my body. Today, I cannot be as active as I used to be. And that is probably the worst part of it all for me. But for Lenny's family, having him back is the best Christmas present of all. I was so blessed to have them in my life. He's a different person than he was, but still, he's here. That's what matters. There's been changes, but that's my baby brother, and I'm glad he's here. Hospitals in the U.S. employ a range of strategies to prevent surgical teams from leaving medical objects behind in a patient's body. 
Many facilities do a check of every surgical implement used at the start and at the end of a procedure. Some hospitals even use radio frequency systems to detect if surgical tools are still inside a patient, although technologies like this are not yet common nationwide. Charmaine and Bill Atwell live in the sleepy town of Mount Pleasant, Utah. They are surrounded by a large extended family. She had very strong family values, and I did too. He cares about family, he takes care of people, all people, not just family, but everybody. The couple boasts 10 adult children. Among them is Charmaine's daughter, Michelle Williams. My mom loves all holidays, and anytime family can get together, she's just happy. If she could have a house full of family, she'd have it every day. When not building on her family, Charmaine also has a part-time job. I worked for the U.S. Forest Service and it was the very best job other than raising my family that I ever had. I love the fresh air, how invigorating it is. I love the wild animals that you see. It's Thanksgiving. Charmaine and Bill are at home and surrounded by family. Thanksgiving is one of my very favorite holidays. I was fixing the meal and I felt just a twinge in the lower abdomen. I didn't think too much about it. There was more important things at the time, and that was getting the meal ready. I figured it eventually it'd take care of itself. So why worry about it? Why be concerned? Two hours later, the family sits down for the big meal. I took one bite, and I felt a real sharp pain. Skin in the lower abdomen. Like somebody was grabbing you and squeezing as hard as they could right there. And that was it. I never had another bite because I had that horrible pain. I didn't tell anybody. Didn't talk about it. You wouldn't take away from Thanksgiving. But it's clear that something is wrong. I noticed that she wasn't involved that much at the table. I thought maybe she had done a little too much cooking by herself that she just probably wore herself out. I really didn't want to leave the table, but I thought it was best that I did. Charmaine excuses herself and rests in the living room. I said, are you, you okay? And she said she had stomach pains. Charmaine's not a complainer. She would not complain if it wasn't very serious. I guess I was scared because I didn't know what was going on. I knew I had to go to the emergency room then. I knew there was no choice because the pain was so bad. Bill and Michelle interrupt the Thanksgiving festivities and take Charmaine to the ER. I told them my symptoms, and they ordered an X-ray. An hour later, the results come back, and they aren't good. The doctor said that I needed to have an operation right then. Doctors have found the source of Charmaine Atwell's excruciating abdominal pain. The doctor said that the bowel was shut off. Also known as a bowel obstruction, this condition can severely disrupt the normal digestive process. Bowel obstructions can be caused by intestinal twisting, hernias, or scar tissue. I was scared. At that point, I was scared. Who wants to be operated on? Nobody. But I just knew I was in the hands of God. 
As doctors take Charmaine into the OR, the family keeps a vigil in the waiting room. When she was in surgery, Bill was on edge. It was pretty much all night. And I was very worried about her. This was the first time I'd really been with her when she had a, a real critical emergency. Several hours later, the surgeon informs them that they found the cause of Charmaine's pain. The doctor came in and said she had a lot of scar tissue and that they had to go in and take all the scar tissue out. But they thought she'd be okay. While it's not clear what caused the scarring, doctors conclude that it must be related to a previous unrelated procedure. It looks like the problem has been solved. The surgery went well and she was going to be all right. After five hours in surgery, doctors wheel Charmaine into ICU and she soon wakes up. I was okay. I mean, I was ready to have another Thanksgiving dinner because I felt so good. Charmaine spends the next few days recovering. I was at the hospital in my room walking around and getting exercise. <coughs> and I started coughing up a little mucus. And there was blood in the mucus. I was concerned. Charmaine alerts the staff. The doctor and the nurse came in, and I told him about coughing up the bloody mucus. He didn't want to see it or anything like that. He just said that it would just clear up on its own. Trusting the doctor, Charmaine goes home to prepare for Christmas. My grandchildren came over. The first thing they want is something to eat. So the first thing I would do is get up to get them a piece of cheese to snack on. But I just didn't feel up to par to even get up for them. They would say, what's wrong with you, Grandma? Don't you feel good? I wasn't Grandma. <laughs> I was feeling kind of down, and I don't get depressed easy. But I put it back on having had an operation. That's just not my mother. My mother wants to talk to everybody, even if she was sick. So Bill and Charmaine make an appointment at the medical center. Dr. Charles Nunn is part of the team that reviews her case. Coughing up blood is never a good sign. Blood in the mucus implies that you're bleeding in the lungs somewhere. Doctors x-ray her chest, and the results are surprising. She had pneumonia. Pneumonia is a condition where the lungs fill with fluid. In adults, it is most commonly caused by a bacterial infection. In elderly populations, the condition can be fatal. Because the pneumonia didn't fit with recovery from a small bowel obstruction, there was more going on than just that. So doctors begin with a simple test. He said, would you cough up in a clear cup? So I coughed up a sputum in a cup, and it was bloody, of course. Doctors review the sample under a microscope. When you do a sputum test, the results are immediate. And he showed me. And it was gross. It was a parasite. She had strongyloides stericalis. Oh, my God. It scared the living heck out of me. Strongyloides stercoralis are parasitic roundworms. Inside Charmaine's body, the larvae latch onto the air sacs in her lungs, where they multiply, causing her cough and bloody mucus. 
The act of coughing brings the larvae up the windpipe and into the mouth. From there, they are swallowed back down into the digestive system. There, the parasites grow into adult worms and latch onto the intestinal wall, causing her severe abdominal pain. Charmaine's bowel obstruction was caused not by previous surgeries, but by worms. And it's not just one worm, but it's millions. And they're eating off of you. It's like a cannibal. In most cases, the body's capable of fighting off the strongyloides parasite. But in patients who take drugs that suppress the immune system, such as steroids, the parasite can multiply unchecked. And when that happens, the survival rate is barely 1 in 10. And Charmaine is taking immunosuppressive drugs for an unrelated condition. The chance that she would survive this infection diminished significantly. This was a very serious situation. I was scared to death, and I didn't know if I was going to live or die. To save her life, doctors put her on a powerful antiparasitic drug. For the next month, Charmaine stays in the ICU until another big holiday rolls around. Christmas was just wasn't Christmas because Mom was in the hospital. Some of the kids and the grandkids decorated her room with Christmas lights and they brought up Christmas decorations and tried to make Christmas in her room. It, it was a rough Christmas, very rough, you know. She was critical. I mean, she was in very bad shape. I was laying there and the pain was excruciating still, and I said, I can't do it anymore. And she just kind of said, well, I'm ready to give up. I'm, I want to quit. And... I believed her. As Charmaine drifts in and out of consciousness, something extraordinary happens. Christmas time was there, and I saw Jesus standing in the corner of my room. And he said, you can't give up, Charmaine. I thought, okay, I will fight for my life then. And from that day on was a turning point for me. One month later, Charmaine is well enough to return home. She's a medical miracle, there's no doubt about it. I was ecstatic. Strongyloides typically infects primates such as chimpanzees, baboons, and humans. And the parasite lurks in a surprising place. The strongyloides parasite can be found in soil that is contaminated with infected feces. It's thought that the parasite is attracted to the smell of human sweat. When the larvae come into contact with a potential human host, they burrow into the body through any opening available, including tiny cracks in the skin and even hair follicles. I personally thought I got them from up at the canyon, being outside in the fresh air, but I would clean the campgrounds, and that includes the outhouses, and you have to go clear down into the toilet to scrub it out. And today, a decade later, Charmaine's holiday spirit has long since returned. We do celebrate it, and we celebrate her being here with us 
Holidays are very special because that's when we all can come up and see her. Holidays are as big as ever, maybe bigger now because we have a lot more great-grandkids. She puts her survival down to one thing. I just think of how thankful I am for my family. I'll tell you truthfully, I couldn't have made it without them. But because Charmaine must take immunosuppressive drugs for an unrelated condition, the strongyloides parasites continue to reproduce inside her. They never completely leave your body, so I am on medicine the rest of my life. Strongyloides parasites have been found on every continent except Antarctica. They're most common in rural areas where the climate is warm. The best way to avoid contracting strongyloides is to maintain good personal hygiene, particularly when traveling in areas with poor sanitation. For more blood-curdling monsters and their hideous habits, visit our website, animalplanet.com slash monstersinsideme. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.